You are listening to a podcast of the Geek.io Media Network. For all of our shows and more, visit geek-io.net. And to help support the network, head over to patreon.com slash geek.io. There was a bombing attack on the London Bridge, between the London Bridge and the Barlow Market. Bill Cosby trial ends in a mistrial. Fair Work Commission cuts Sunday and public holiday penalty rates. Pell Corby arriving back in Australia. Australia has finally become the 26th country to legalise same-sex marriage. Cyclone Debbie devastated the East Coast and it's still causing havoc to this day. Despite making landfall on Tuesday, see? There has been an urgent recall, national product recall slash withdrawal of popular children's yogurt pouches over fears kids could choke on lids. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk announces an election for November 25th. Donald Trump becomes the 45th President of the United States of America. That's right, it is indeed our 100th episode of the Generic Live Show, and it is very good to be here. I'm gonna finish this. Alright, have at it. I'm that aftertaste is actually not he, that oh, bad, actually. He does come from Australia, so things try to kill him regularly. He's at this point immune to poison. Especially when spiders go into <laughs> my drinks. Alright. Oh, so... listening to the Generic Live Show's Greatest Hits of 2017. Hello everyone and welcome to the Generic Live Show's Greatest Hits of 2017. I'm Dale Campbell. 2017 was kind of a weird year for the Generic Live Show. We moved homes, now broadcasting at twitch.tv slash show. We launched a store, tinyurl.com slash store. We celebrated our 100th episode, we dealt with nasty trolls, and me personally, I celebrated going to my first ever geek convention and podcasting live on stage. In addition to 2017 being a huge year for the Generic Live Show, the news of 2017 is 
kind of bizarre. And we're going to kick things off with arguably one of the biggest stories of the year, Donald Trump officially becoming president of the United States of America. Yeah, I know what you're thinking, but here's the thing. As this was a story being covered by everyone in the first six months of the year, we had to take a unique approach in how to tackle the news that Donald Trump was making. Here are my favorite moments of covering Donald Trump and the news that broke. Mr. Vice President-elect, would you raise your right hand and repeat after me? I, Michael Richard Pence, do solemnly swear. I, Michael Richard Pence, do solemnly swear. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I take this obligation freely. That I take this obligation freely. Without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion. Without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion. And that I will well and faithfully discharge. And that I will well and faithfully discharge. The duties of the office on which I'm about to enter the duties of the office on which I am about to enter. So help me God. So help me God. Congratulations. Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. That I will faithfully execute. That I will faithfully execute. The office of President of the United States the office of President of the United States. And will, to the best of my ability, and will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend. Preserve, protect, and defend. The Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. So help me God. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Together, we will determine the course of America and the world for many, many years to come. We will face challenges. We will confront hardships. But we will get the job done. Every four years, we gather on these steps to carry out the orderly and peaceful transfer of power. And we are grateful to President Obama and First Lady Michelle Obama for their gracious aid throughout this transition. They have been magnificent. Thank you. Today's ceremony, however, has very special meaning because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Together, 
We will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. When we do the Trump tracker, there are 60 promises that he outlined in his contract to the American voter, which is an oddly specific plan that will guide his administration, starting from the first day, as endless 60 promises. He even signed that with his distinctive signature, with those small hands... No. Uh, <laughs> Donald Trump's terms, thanks to the Washington Post for keeping us updated on this Trump tracker. And it's now becoming a regular segment here on the Generic Live Show. So, let's get to week two of the Trump tracker. I don't have a... I don't have bumper music. Why don't I have bumper music? Well, you know what? We've got this. Oh, I know something appropriate. It's week two of the Trump tracker. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to get so much hate mail for that. It's not even funny. Okay, so his promise, he has launched six uh, of his promises and he's kept three of them. 51 have not yet been started. This week alone, he has... Uh, the promise to fund the construction of a wall on our southern border. Republican lawmakers uh, signaled a willingness to fund the wall with taxpayer dollars. Or, or, wah, wah. On January 25th, Trump signed an order to the Homeland uh, Secretary of Homeland Secretary to begin planning and designing a southern border wall. But the wall requires... Uh, congressional appropriation. We'll see what that says. Uh, cancel visas. The next promise is cancel visas to foreign countries that won't take back legal immigrations, which that will get to next hour. That is caused. That has caused some trouble. On January 25th, Trump signed an, an executive order that said, "Quote: The Secretary of State shall, to the maximum extent permitted by the." by law, ensure that diplomatic effects and negotiations with foreign states include condition precedent at the acceptance by uh, those foreign states for nationals who are subject to removal from the United States. This is much less sweeping than his pledge to immediate cancel visas from those countries. There you go. He also, on January 25th, 2025, was a big day, issued an executive order that declared that sanctuary cities that refused to comply were not eligible for federal grants except those deemed necessary for law enforcement purposes. This is a much timid than Trump to cancel all federal funding. Uh, the order will not be tested in the courts. Uh, so that's why that it's been labelled as launched, but not necessarily 
that has kept because it hasn't. It's not all of them. Sad music. Yeah, this 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 called one hour pure sadness. Emotional sad music. Emotional ride. Ladies and gentlemen, the Trump tracker provided by the Washington Post and the Dramatic Live Show is going on a, a temporary hiatus. Oh, you know, you've tuned in to segment four of the show, and and now that the, the sad music's kicking up, I have to turn it down. You, you've tuned in every single week at this time to hear what Trump's been up to every single week. But ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Trump, for the Trump tracker to be put on temporary hiatus. It's sad, I know. I'm sad to see the segment go. It's probably one of my favorite things to do. But all good things must come to a temporary halt. <laughs> <laughs> said no one ever. Said Dale Campbell, 2017. February 2nd, 2017. Beyonce took to the internet to announce that she will be having twins. And, well, the inevitable happened. She broke Instagram. Beyonce and her partner, Sean Carter, also... <laughs> I like saying it like that, because... Because you just... It's just... Yeah, it just doesn't... Yeah. Uh, they have a five-year-old daughter called Blue Ivy. Oh. Have I mentioned the post? Alright, let's look at the post. So, the post is of, of Beyonce. She's looking very pretty with her long brown hair. She's in what can only be described as underwear <laughs> for this for this PG for this PG-13 audience this G-rated audience. She's in what appears to be undergarments. <laughs> How old am I again? I'm like 512, right? Okay. So, here we go. <laughs> she is. She's in just what she's described as undergarments. She is putting her hands on her stomach, she is in what it appears to be a cloth over her head, like a like a like a um, veil thing. She's behind some beautiful flowers. Am I really? Am I really describing? I'm describing an Instagram photo, an Instagram photo on an audio podcast. What has my life become? <laughs> Actually, this could be a favorite. This could be a new segment. What is the photo that Dale is describing? It's a pretty lady with long hair. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, here we go. Uh, we would like to share our love and happiness. We have been blessed two times over. We are incredibly grateful that our family will be growing by two. Aww. And we'd like to thank you for all... Of your wishes. The Carters. It has, uh, as of 
10.28 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on the 5th of February 2017. 9,818,156 likes and 458,544. October 15th, 2017 was our vacation recap special for my most recent trip to the US of A and Dragon Con in Atlanta, Georgia, where I podcasted live on stage for the first time ever. Here's me reliving that experience. Uh, performing on stage for the first time. So my aim of the game was to entertain. And it's kind of weird experience because you get yourself built up and in this mindset of kind of wondering if people will like you, I guess. That's the, that's the main, that's the main kind of thing is if people will like what you have to say and the entertainment that you'll provide. It's it's less nerve-wracking in a group environment if you were to go up on stage solo and perform like a stand-up routine, which by the way I'm not doing. I'm I'm terrible. My comedy is is awful. At least I think it is. I made like four people roar with laughter, but that was also me taking a bullet and drinking uh, a like all of the. We tried different sodas on the stream soda stream and uh, on stage and mixed them all together to create this kind of weird concoction of every soft drink slash soda ever so there's corn soda there was licorice soda there was red velvet soda there was uh, chocolate bacon soda i believe uh, among others alien snot there was alien snot there and it was Taking that and kind of going, the thing with on stage with me, I've learnt this last time, was kind of going, particularly in a group environment like that, was to kind of go, alright, let's find uh, my job, actually, not my job, but the thing I have revolved to do over the years was kind of go, where's the gap? Where can I fill the gap and kind of move around with, with the vibe of things and kind of fill fill gaps and try to be interesting at the same time. I'm not just a stopgap person, otherwise I'd be legitimately in a production booth somewhere and kind of in a tinned microphone going, Yes, and we've got caller online too. Uh, because that's not my job. But meanwhile, it's good to ha be of that mindset of kind of filling in the blanks. And going, all right, where's the next opportunity to entertain? And always bouncing around. That's to my detriment and to my to my positive. Detriment is that I can't establish, A, I can't establish any train of thought. And B, do I really want to be known as the stop gap guy? And I think I do. I think my, my quote-unquote comedy is best done situationally and kind of, stop gapping and kind of going all right let's fill in this space and let's fill in this space and, and all the rest of it and doing that for the first time on stage is 
it was nerve-wracking. But I believe it got... Uh, believe it got better. Uh, as, as the kind of, you know... I think the first joke that was cracked was kind of, it was kind of, you know, lightened up the room. Uh, Proceed in the chat says, I live in New Zealand, it's always hot and it's unbearable. Let me tell you something now. I live in Australia, I live in the in tropical north Queensland. It literally got to 34 degrees Celsius today. It was boiling here today. And it's not even summer yet, it's mid-October. Uh... Uh, so there you go. Uh, but that's kind of going behind. That's really unveiling the curtain. And to to peel back the curtain even further, improv comedy, actually walking out of Dragon Con in general, I definitely need to improve my improv comedy skills. <laughs> improv is not my forte. Uh, surprisingly, right? Doing a one-person one, one show every single week. Comedy is not my forte. It's normal. This is normally a news show. So, and if you watch the pre-show, you know comedy is <laughs> improv. Comedy is not my forte because I enjoyed that bit, but I don't think anyone else did. Uh, meanwhile, I need to get better at being put in a situation and trying to make it as fun as I can. Not necessarily making fun of the situation, but kind of having that situation turned into something positive. Uh, which is how I ended up on stage for another panel called Comedy Done the Geeky Way, which was basically uh, comedy in geeky movies slash TV shows, and how comedy we actually we actually had a deep felt com a conversation on that panel about where the direction of comedy is going in, in, in the geek culture and how massive juggernauts like The Big Bang Theory, uh, insert another big comedy show here, uh, hour, and, and likes that, uh, kind of how they will impact the future of comedy shows. We actually, and I made, I made count them on my one hand. Uh, people laughed during that episode. And again, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on people's perception of humor, which we also talked about in that panel, is, and I think uh, for me, uh, you know, and actually Raoul was on stage. I forgot to mention this. Uh, and Raul Garza was on that on that panel too, and he says uh, that Techie Gamer. He says that was a bit rough with no prep time at all, and that's and coming out of Dragon Con again. I need to not learn how to do comedy, uh, but also also kind of learn how to turn situations and try to entertain. I suppose I'm just literally describing improv comedy uh, to, to literally everyone here. But I need to learn to get better at it. May 21st, 2017. Well, the fidget spinner definitely took the world by storm. 
but we did what we like to do here at the Genetic Live Show and kind of dig deeper on the bigger trends. So we broke down the actual science behind the fidget spinner craze. But there is actually a purpose behind these little nifty little toys, apparently. As you can see, the fidget spinner is not exactly the most complex of inventions, although it gives a whirl whirling sound when it spins, like a... <laughs> See what I did there? There you go, there's a... <laughs> and fidgeting... Excuse me, wow. Fidgeting is burping. Fidgeting is not a new human behaviour. Find someone who doesn't fidget at all, and you've got probably found someone who got in a full-body Botox. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, therefore, the fidget spinner comes as a premium. Fifteen bucks? Wow. Wowzers. Okay. Uh, over other common fidget objects such as pens, balls, and coins, probably isn't due to the massive research and development costs. Uh, nevertheless, some of the retailers have claims that the fidget spinner has health benefits such as easing stress, post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety attention de defect disorder, so, how legitimate are actually those claims? Reviewing the science behind the potential benefits of fidgeting may make you fidget. Mm. Mainly because there are theories but, concrete scientific, but limited concrete scientific evidence. One thought is that fidgeting may occur in parts of your brain that are otherwise would distract the rest of your brain with random thoughts. Imagine that your brain is a family that needs to make an important decision. If the young children in the family aren't occupied by toys, they demand too much attention interfering with decision making. Roland Rotz and Sarah D. Wright explains how fidgeting can prevent distractions that come from boredom in their book, Fidget to Focus, Outwit Your Boredom, Sensory Strategies for Living with ADHD, apart from the longest book title in history and having three subtitles. Fidgeting may prevent your mind from occurring from obscene and unhealthy thoughts such as what is the meaning of life? What do other people think of you? Why aren't you more attractive? Why do other well why do others seem more successful on Facebook than you? And why isn't Justin Bieber returning your phone call? What is this? Welcome to the apocalypse. Another possibility is that the body movements are actually a part of the thinking and expression process. Try writing a long email or giving a TED talk or talking on a date or singing a song while remaining perfectly still. Besides appearing creepy, such motionless feel unnatural. Hmm. For example, studies have shown that physical movement can, in many ways, assist with cognitive activities such as doodling and thinking and writing things down with remembering. Therefore, fidgeting could actually help you think and express yourself. Really? Wouldn't have thought. A third possibility that fidgeting serves as a ritual. Rituals can often can offer comforting predictability, familiarity, and structure. There you go. Scientifically American. That's a book I want to read, by the way. 
That's a book I really want to read, particularly these days in twenty in twenty seventeen. Uh, the fourth reason is perhaps fidgeting creates emotional attachment to an object. Hmm. Strange, but probably realistic. I can see that. Emotional connections are a basic human need, which people in part can satisfy your favourite blanket ball or toy. Nope, that's not related at all. The video started playing and I don't know what it was. This is not suggest that you should date or marry your fidget spinner. <laughs> I was about to say that. Ah. Before I saw that, I was about to say, you shouldn't marry your, your fidget spinner then. <laughs> or that object that you somehow replace people. Oh, God. But that object can help you in a pinch and is probably more willing to be spun than your significant other. Who wrote this? Did I write this? Brian, uh, Bruce Wiley, you and I on the same wavelength, my friend. Finally, fidgeting may be a way of maintaining some physical activity to counteract our increasingly sensitivity lives, which may be going against nature. After all, how many wombats sit around spinning pens? Jesus. Uh, a study published in the American Journal of Preventative Medicine found that a sample of women in the United States, uh, United Kingdom rather, fidgeting seemed to be counteract the increase of risk of death associated with excessive sitting. Okay. Published in the current opinion in <laughs> wow, some of these books sound like they're a riot. By the way, just want to put that out there. I mean, who doesn't really want to read the current opinion on? Endorology, diabetes, diabetes, wow, diabetes and obesity, diabetes, a review of prospective studies that suggests that fidgeting may inversely associated with weight gain. What? Indeed, fidgeting may burn some, with emphasis on some, calories. Keep that in mind, though, that fidgeting won't replace more vigorous exercise that you need fidgeting more aggressively. (laughs) Then you may not be considering fidgeting anymore. Uh, LeBron James does not fidget his way into the basketball hoop. Nice. There's a reference and a half for you. There you go. Does this make the fidget spinner spinner a good thing? Unclear. There do seem to be there do not seem to be any specific scientific studies just justify that there are any specific health claims about fidget spinners. While a new way to fidget is not necessarily a bad thing, there are some concerns that a fidget spinner may be more obvious and thus distracting the way to fidget, which ironic, much, <laughs> a distraction from a distraction, the one thing thing to spin your pen, but it's another thing to have a mini ceiling fan in your hands. Oh yeah, that's a good thing. The fidget spinner may magnify your fidgeting to others shouting, look everyone, I'm fidgeting. Good. July 30th, 2017. And for whatever reason, one of people's favourite things about the Genetic Live Show is when I go completely off the rails and have a random rant about the topic of the day. This has got to be one of my quote-unquote favourites of the two this year. This one is in regards to the 
ban that President Donald Trump proposed about transgenders serving in the U.S. military. Strap in, folks. It's gonna get rough. You know, it's a heavy story, and we will be covering it next hour as well on the show, but for people who only, only listen to the first hour of the program, I have to say this. Please do listen to the second hour of the program. Um, it's tough, and I've got a lot of transgender people... Whew, I just had one of those moments. <sighs> Sorry. I just had one of those moments where I just was just brushed with emotion. I don't know why. I just had this blanket of emotion come over me then of not necessarily what should I say. It's just what should I say without me literally bursting into like crying right now like I'm not even getting like if you watch the video to this you'll see me like have this realization where my eyes are getting cloudy for some reason and I don't know why but mainly because this hits very close to home and very very close to home not me personally but family and 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 very close close friends that have are transgender and are in that community and imagining them being discriminated in this way is very harsh and not only are the transgender people who are serving which they are doing an amazing job they are doing a job that I could not do <laughs> to save my life or to save anyone else's life but for them to be hurt in this way or even because apparently it's it's not real and the people in the actual military arm of the office isn't carrying through but assuming that that what says goes here so because that's what you have to do because as a commander-in-chief and whether executive orders this or it does whatever he does I just had that. That was a really weird moment I just experienced on the air. Like, I want everyone to know that. Like, that is that is a really weird moment I just had. But for them to be discriminated in that way, I think hurts as well, and the people surrounding them because family members and and very and close friends, very good close friends, want to see their friends who are going through this battle as well, they want to see them kick ass and and do well as well, and and I said on Twitter a couple of days ago, I said to my transgender friend and my sister, keep fighting, and stay strong, and keep being awesome, hashtag we got this, and it's, it's something that... You wouldn't think in 2017, because of the year we had in 2016, with all the negativity and what have you, it's something that still needs to happen. And you couldn't believe that it's something that's been reversed, particularly this this long away, and this, this coming, you know, just... We came so far, and then a roadblock was put up, and... It sucks that roadblocks keep getting pulled to put up. 
for the LGBT community and it's it's it is a shame but we just got to keep fighting for it and it's something and I just had this weird out of body experience just then that it's like not necessarily I just want to curl up into a ball and cry but I have a show to do and I have I have things I've got a whole two hours of this show to still do and it's just wanted to take this moment and and live in this moment as well is to say to support my transgender friends and my sister of course who will probably hear this <laughs> and probably go oh we get a shout out but I just wanted to tell these people as well don't give up don't let this be something that you should give up on as well just because one person says that you can't do something and we're running through our commercial break i don't care i make the rules here if i'm out of this business what is the point no uh, uh, my point was it's i'm sorry to bring this down but i think it's we need to keep battling at this and for one person saying that oh we're doing this because it's a business decision and we're no longer going to be hiring this type of person let's make this smaller let let's let's make this smaller let's say a local produce store right mum and pup actually no a multinational produce store that sells bananas and apples and peaches and eggplants for example <laughs> just to name a few popular vegetables and fruits <laughs> but okay a multinational they, they have lots of people they have lots of ranges of people that work at this particular chain right and for some reason the CEO of the company says we can no longer have I'm I'm a little bit hesitant to say what I was about to say then I'm like oh careful we can't we can't hire this one particular group of person let's and yes if if you saw coming I'm I'm just going to blow this wide open I'm just going to say race we're no longer hiring this one race of person. And I know, I understand, full disclaimer, race is not the same as sexuality or gender. I understand that. It's a minority group of people that live in a group of people. And that is, that is something that there's similar nature in those sorts of characteristics. And I understand that that... That, that, that transgender people are different from, you say, Aboriginal people and, say, people from, from a Central African nations that are different from, even from people who from, are from other parts of the world, if that makes sense. I guess that makes sense. But I think... I think it's... it's uh, so, okay, so back to the analogy of this, this multinational chain... They are huge, right? They have lots of different stores. They have about 2,000 stores in this one nation that I'm now going to be calling the Generic Live Land. 
generic live land, or GLS for short. In GLS land, GLS land. It's GLS land now. In GLS land, this multinational produce company that sells bananas, apples, and eggplants and peaches. Was it peaches? Yeah, it's peaches. Are now no longer hiring this one group of people, and they're saying, "Okay, these these people are taking too much." Entitlement payoff. Okay. Someone does some digging. And it turns out that no. They don't actually take. Well they take a little bit off. But it's not. It's in proportions with it, with everyone else. It is a little bit higher. But it's law of averages say that it cancels out overall. It might be higher in one location. Say a, a rural location. Rural. In a rural location it may be a little higher. And in metropolitan areas, it may be a little lower. Law of averages, it equals itself out. And and then they and then someone from the company goes, "Hey, you can't do that." Dun, 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 dun. I used to be an employee of said multinational chain, because and then I got fired from from, from that multinational chain because uh, because that's you know because I whistleblowed them or something. Hypothetical. This is all hypothetical. I don't put that at the top. <laughs> this is all hypothetical. So, what is the reaction then? You can't necessarily... What, what is the action now? The action is for transgender people to keep fighting the good fight that they do. And that's, that is what that is. And, and people can keep being awesome. And hashtag we got this. And, and the virality of this hashtag is actually worthy to the cause. And isn't just the cause. Because we're not talking about the hashtag we got this, we're talking actually about the topic, and the hashtag actually complements that topic. I'm off the topic, but I'm off the topic now. But what is, you can't, you, in that case, you could boycott the the produce, multinational produce store and grow your own vegetables and grow your own bananas, apples, peaches, and grapefruit. What is that solution? And people would do that. People would do that if over a move of a company that didn't do something that, that the public wanted, they would boycott. You see it in supermarkets all the time. And you see it in clothing stores all the time when, when people use cheap labor and they buy materials and treat their staff poorly. You know, it's a boycott. And, and those boycotts happen. But what is that in this case? You can't necessarily boycott the military. You can't boycott the military. And that's, that's again, not something you can really, really do. And it's, it, it's a tough call. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. That's, that's the disconnect that I'm having here is, again, you can boycott this produce store, but you can't boycott the military. I mean, you can encourage people to go on march and you can raise awareness about countries that allow transgender people to serve in the military, like Australia, for instance. That's fine, but that doesn't stop this from happening. And maybe it'll, 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 where it matters the most. I suppose that, that is definitely true. And I believe I've been informed that it has. But there's no one-two punch here. But do we now... The thing we face now, and 
I hate making this argument, but it's definitely another side of an argument that is a non-issue for me personally, but it's another side of the argument that I was thinking about when I was at work today. The other side of the argument, what is, do we now see an uptick of transgender people in the military? Because this has gotten such loud promotion. Do we now see that in the in the future, do we now see an uptick of transgender people in the military because they will feel empowered, which as they should, they will feel empowered, they will feel able, they will meet the criteria, they'll be awesome, uh, they'll fight not only their internal battles, which is a lot for a person to go through, they'll they'll fight on behalf of their country, which is a brave thing to do. And they'll they'll get accolades for it. But the person... If I hear one person <laughs> say that this was... This is... <laughs> okay. If I hear one person say that this is... This will now definitely, definitely drive up medical costs for transgender people. And rah, 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 rah. My response to that will be, maybe we'll have to review the standards. Maybe we'll, we'll have to look at, kind of, you have to be transitioned for a period of time beforehand. But is that discriminating people who discover themselves whilst in the military? Excuse me, I knocked my microphone. That is true. And it's a finicky topic, clearly, because we've ran way into every single commercial break of this show so far. But that's not the matter. <laughs> the matter here is, I'm begging your topic. I don't care. I've thrown the show out the window. The show's off the rails. And I knew it was going to go off the rails, and I don't know why I was convincing myself that it wasn't. But if... Where was I going with that? Oh, it is a very finicky topic. It's a very, very finicky topic, and I just, I had to get that, my opinion of it, off my chest, because, again, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, getting teary-eyed, I just had this overwhelming wash of emotion before, where it I don't think I've ever had that moment on the show. I don't think I've ever had a a story invoke that much emotion before where we've taken the first half of a show to unpack it in its entirety. And I think for now where it stands is we kind of have to have the conversation. June 4th, 2017, and the world was riddled with disaster, which I'm sure we're going to be talking about in greater detail next week, but I decided that it was time to deliver a very important message to the world. Like I have that influence on the world, but at least I try, right? It's a hard time out there, and people are having a tough time, and 
it, it is a tough time for all of us out there at the moment. Just stay safe. You know, I, I, I don't know if many people are taking this message as seriously as I would like, but stay safe and remember just where you, you come from, you know? It's, it's have, have this kind of two feet on the ground at all times mentality, particularly in a turbulent time like this. And of course, we're going to be talking about what happened last week and what happened this week and all the news in between. And we're going to, we're going to, we're, I'm here primarily, I'm not a professional newsreader. I'm here, I'm not, I wouldn't classify myself as an entertainer either, but I, I'm a podcaster. I'll give myself that title because that's more accurate. I put out podcasts week to week, but I'm, I'm just one lonely person, and if we all come together in this binding way, we can do this. And one thing about this show that I think gets underappreciated is that impact of me being here from 9 to 11 every Sunday is that it's not, I'm not necessarily conveying a message of hope, I'm conveying a message of oh, hey, let's look at the world. Wasn't that great? Now we're going to move on to the the week ahead kind of situation. And that's why I frame myself as the most generic live show. But behind the curtain for a second, because I think it's worth it, I think we just need to appreciate things for what they are. And many people in the world aren't doing that at the moment. So... We can do, we definitely can do more of that, I think, uh, in the world, uh, particularly uh, particularly in these times, if that makes sense. You know, love one another, basically, is what I'm saying. <laughs> love to love, you know. There's, there's been a lot going on lately, so. January 22nd, 2017. The world was trying to ravel with Donald Trump becoming President of the United States, and local terrorism here in Australia. But instead of all of that, Generic Live Show brings you the real news of the day about the biggest garlic bread shortage this nation has ever faced. Ladies and gentlemen, Australia was, was, facing a garlic bread shortage. When the news broke that this week one of Australia's major garlic bread suppliers was recalling their products, there was more than a little upset. George Western Foods recalled 11 of their garlic bread products from major supermarkets and pizza joints after bits of plastic bits were plastic excuse me that was getting loud Uh, after bits of plastic were found in their margarine blender despite the threat of chomping down on plastic while enjoying the tasty bread treat the garlic bread consumers of Australia were outraged at this unfortunate development The products were recalled from Woolworths, IGA, Aldi, 
as well as Pizza Hut and Domino's. While customers compulsively bought up on all remaining garlic bread from their local supermarket, brands were working hard to soothe carb-craving customers on social media. Most of the feedback from the great garlic bread shortage has been fear and outrage, but some commentators have been a little bit more measured with their approach. Because luckily, garlic bread isn't the most difficult dish to master. But, alas, it is the most delicious dish. If the traditional baguette and garlic butter is a little bit too basic for you, why not try out a good old garlic oil topped focaccia recipe? Ladies and gentlemen, a moment of piano, because if we did silence, we'll get kicked off the air, because the silent thing would come into effect. A moment of piano for garlic bread. November 4th, 2017, and the Generic Live Show had the honour of hosting its very own quiz show as a part of Extra Life 2017, a 24-hour gaming marathon to help raise much-needed funds for children in need. But there was one question that Dale may have needed to review before going ahead with it. Uh, good news, everyone! Futurama. Good news, everyone! Futurama has been good news, everyone. Yes, it's what? coming back. Where's its new home? Raul. Raul. Cartoon Network. No. Daryl. Daryl. Netflix. No, that's a good idea. Carrie. Carrie. Hulu. No. No, oh, I think I heard Delbert in there. Amazon Prime? No. It's still th- uh, think less, think more traditional. Raul. That. Raul. Um, TBS? No. CJ. CJ. FX. No. Oh. Rachel. Rachel. AMC. <laughs> that would be a great idea, but no. Josh. Oh, I think Daryl got in. Uh, HBO, there's going to be a lot more sex. <laughs> right? Uh, Josh got in. B E T. Well, they did the ground report. Wait, wait, wait! No, no, no! Rachel knows it. I know. Rachel, 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 Rachel. Rachel. Oh. <laughs> oh no! Not on the O network. Uh, it's coming to Sliffy. Sliffy. What? what? Yeah. I think you mean sci-fi. Back, so I'm, I'm, back, I'm good, but what? Yeah. 
this is going to be... Oh, my microphone's not happy about this. Uh, of course, when he says sippy, I see her sniff me for some reason. I'm like, hmm, haven't heard of that one. Oh, wait, that one. No, that one. Uh, my microphone's all freaking out. All right, stay there. Uh, bonus question. This is going to be interesting. When will it start writing on sci-fi? Raul. <laughs> out there? Raul. Uh, spring. 2009. Uh, 2009. 2009. 2008. Spring 2008. 2008. No. When will it start running on sci-fi? I need a date. Too. Josh. Josh. When Trump is impeached. No. <laughs> that's incorrect. Well, yeah, that's incorrect. It might be right. DJ. It might be right. I don't know why I'm throwing this out there. Uh, Saturday, the November the 17th. Of this month or this year? November, yeah. What? Fuck, what? 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 Where? Pay attention to this. Is there like on. one in front of a live studio audience? Yes. I brought, yeah, I, I told you I nailed the F bomb. Told you, knew it. Futurama that, sci fi. And I didn't what, even do it ironically. You would just get, blew my freaking mind. That what I, that's what my research is. Sticking with cartoon. Hold on, you wait, you wait, you wait one second. You shut your, you shut your mouth. Just a moment. Research is a topic. Okay, so first of all, first you said coming back, insinuating new episodes. No, that's not what I said. You did indeed say that. That's <laughs> what everyone said. I didn't hear coming back. Reruns. That's not reruns. what I said. It's all reruns. I hey, everyone. Watching. Friends is coming back to Comedy Central. <laughs> that's not what to be I fair, said. No one told him life was going to be this way. That's not what I said. That wasn't the question, CJ. That wasn't the question. Dude, you just let everyone down. That was not even... Funny. That's not the question. That wasn't the question. I didn't say in new episodes. That it's was just- the phrasing of it, however. That wasn't the question. Does no one do phrasing anymore? No. Phrasing? <laughs> February 26th, 2017. Well, sticking with the show specials theme, we decided to celebrate the Oscars this year. We did one of our favorite segments for two hours. We reviewed people's reviews of Best Picture and other associated categories, TM, that were nominated for Academy Awards. And here is the 2017 Motion Picture of the Year's Review of Reviews. Uh, let's get into the next review of a review, which is Moonlight is the next Oscar-nominated film that we'll be talking about right now. All right, so uh, the title is Outstanding Gem, Cinematic Art at Its Best. It reads, this film grips you from the very beginning. It's not an easy film to watch as it portrays the struggles of many uh, struggles many black men face growing up 
in marginalized neighborhoods. It's survival every day. And the main character, it becomes evident from the very beginning that his struggles will be uh, argumented due to the difficult predicament he was born into. But the film does... Excuse me. Have a human and universal story that everyone will be able to relate to. The message, no matter where you come from, you will always overcome your adversaries and turn things around. There will always be an opportunity waiting for you. With that said, uh, there is the reality of the surrounding. You are a product of your environment. This film does bring this point home many times. The film had Oscar buzz. This film has had Oscar buzz and is definitely worthy of it. The performances were powerful and raw. If this film gets a chance, this could prove to be a little independent that could because its humanity is the way uh, is way beyond the scope of cinematic art any studio could possibly finance. This film has a vision. You will find the filmmaker you will find the filmmaker does not relent or compromise what he is willing to say. Highly recommended. Wow, that review was very hard to read. It just you felt like putting words in there that didn't really exist which is kind of weird so and it kind of it kind of just you know before you read the next word you kind of have words ticking over in your brain so huh there you go uh let's uh, for that review, I give that reviewer a five. It's a passable review. Doesn't do anything special. Next review is called "Is This a Movie?" I watched this movie due to all of the. Oh, excuse me. Wow. Again, wanting to put words in that aren't there, Dale. All you have to do is read today. Ah, uh, the review reads. <laughs> I watched this movie due to all the amazing reviews for it, and let me say this is the worst movie I have ever seen. I use the term lightly as it made no sense, though I had no storyline plot that is understandable. Wow. There is no point to this movie. Do not waste your time, believe the reviews. What? So, don't waste your time. Okay. Wow, contradiction much. So they're telling you to not waste your time and to believe the reviews that are telling you you should go see this movie. I think that's a little... That's a little hypocritical. That's a little... That's a little something-something there. So do you want to dig into that? Uh, Apart from that, there is little to no punctuation in this review. And this review is... Also a stinker, and should also belong where you need two hands to... Yeah, okay. Uh, that's... Wow, that's real. 
I've got my claws out. For that review, I give that review a 1. There is nothing, there is no point to that review. It's it's nearly zero level. Uh, they could have they could have wrote the word they could have written a score there and it would have been better than what they had had there to begin with. Uh... March fifth, two thousand and seventeen, and one of the biggest moments of two thousand and seventeen was the Fair Work Ombudsman deciding to cut Sunday penalty rates for workers in retail, hospitality, and gaming and club facilities by up to 50% on Sundays and public holidays. I know we have a major international audience, so we decided to break it down into very simple English even you can understand. Here, here is the changes. Now, this is all level one uh, awards, by the way. Just want to put that out there. And this excludes, this excludes special enterprise bargaining agreements. So, for those people who work at major major retail outlets, much like myself and do part-time work for the for a major retail outlet, we are not affected uh, for those people listening because I know I've got a few people who do work at major outlets uh, that do that. I know that for retail. I don't know that for hospitality and pharmacy. But I am certain you need to... you. One thing that I would advise straight off the bat here is actually do go back, check with your employer. They need to be transparent with you as well on these changes that have happened as well. So a, a nice little neat table uh, has been provided to me uh, on explaining this. This one, uh, for for me, I'm taking this one as level one rates. So the hospitality award for the Sunday penalty rate for full on the hospitality award, employees on the hospitality award, full-time and part-time employees, from 175% of the normal wage will now be reduced to 150% of... Uh, will be reduced to 150% of the normal rate, a wage. No change for casuals. Fast food uh, award for level 1 employees only. Full-time and part-time employees will be reduced from 150% of the normal working wage down to 125% of the normal working wage. For casual employees on the level 1 fast food award, wages will be reduced from uh, rates will be reduced from 175% of the normal wage down to 125%. Uh, the retail award for level 1 employees from full-time and part-time employees will be reduced from 200% of the normal wage down to 150 Percent for casual workers on the level one retail award will be reduced from two hundred percent down to one hundred seventy-five percent of the normal uh, award rate. The pharmacy award for work performed between the hours of seven and nine p.m. only on Sunday, full-time and part-time employees will be reduced from two hundred percent down to one hundred fifty percent of the normal wage. 
and for casual employees on the pharmacy award, performing duties between 7am and 9pm on Sundays only will be reduced from 200% down to 175%. That's basically that's basically the summary. And of course, this did spark out. This did spark major, major protests, as one could imagine. Now, other other interesting interesting award, uh, awards that didn't get mentioned in that that handing is the is the registered and licensed clubs or otherwise known as the club award and the restaurant industry award restaurant award so what's not clear in all of this in and my readings of in preparing for the show here uh, as we do do a well-informed show i think it does include clubs and bar, bars and restaurants as well in these cuts from basically 25 percent cuts except for if you're in retail which is now a 50 50 uh, percent cut if you're a full-time and part-time employee that's that's the biggest cut down if you're a full-time or part-time employee working a Saturday you now lose 50 percent well not 50 percent of your wage but 50 percent of the penalty rate that goes towards your wage. So there you go, and the fifteen-page summary kind of, uh, kind of just um, is a bit all over the place. But and it's of course got you know, of course got uh, highfalutin language in it. Now let's get to the uh, public holiday rates, which applies to the same award, level one hospitality. If you're on the hospitality award. For level one, uh, from full time and part time will be reduced from two hundred and fifty down to two two five. And if you're on, if you're on the hospitality award at a casual rate, you'll be reduced down to two hundred and fifty. The restaurant award, you'll be if you're a full time and part time employee on that award, go uh, you now get reduced down to two two five percent. Uh, casual stay at 250 there will be no changes to the public holiday rates in the club award retail award for public holiday full time and part time on level 1 will be reduced down to 225 and 250 for casual and for fast food the public holiday rates will be reduced down to 225 and 250 full time part time and casual respectively and on the pharmacy award uh, it's the same. It'll be 225 and 250 for full-time, part-time, and casual workers, respectively. So basically, 25% cuts there for everyone except for casual re- restaurant award workers and club award workers uh, as well. March 19th, 2017. And like I mentioned earlier, I have no idea, but one of people's favourite moments of this show is when I go completely off the rails and start ranting about the topic of the day. This is my other quote-unquote favourite day or rants of 2017. This is about a local cafe this time that is losing customers because their owner is gay. 
but like for, for saying something in the first well, there's so much to unpack here but for saying something in the first place that is that's the first big step here like not even kidding like that's <laughs> no the old adage of knowing is half the battle saying something is literally the other half of the battle so congratulations dude if if, if you ever hear this like well done uh, on sharing it on social media and making people aware i mean awareness is is definitely is definitely a problem still in even in 2017 even on even on the 19th of 19th of March at 9:42 p.m. like that's it's still an issue and it's still something that needs to be conquered and it's you know it, it, loud and proud it doesn't doesn't matter anyway so now there there is the other side of the coin no, sorry, not 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 the other side of the coin, but the side of this situation where it goes to the fact that it's what what not what would I do, but it's kind of like let's apply. I'm going to apply this to my thinking. You know what I mean? And I do that a lot in in these sort of in these sort of situations. Now, you know, it's quite obvious if you if you're looking at the YouTube video I have pink earbuds in I don't need to say that sentence but apart from that apart from my pretty pink headphones and it's it'd be the same it'd be the same thing though it'd be the same whether it'd be the same thing if someone tunes in to GLS although my sexuality doesn't really come up on GLS all that often I mean well, it comes up. It, it comes up occasionally uh, on GLS, but 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 barely. Only only in these sort of situations, and only when that the same sex marriage debacle that was last year came up. They're they're really the only two times that I can recall, and I do a lot of episodes, and <laughs> I do, I crank out a lot of content on a weekly basis, and I did for a period of time. But they're the only, only kind of. They're the only times that that my sexuality comes up in comp- in conversation in terms of this context. Now, if someone was to turn around, uh, and email me, uh, the chef one. Uh, don't give that email out. On no, I suppose I could give that email out there. If if you wanted to email me personally, yeah, sure. The chef wonder at gmail dot com. T h T-H-E-C-H-E-F-W-O-N-D-E-R at gmail.com or generic live show at gmail.com is, is the show email. But, but see, that's the thing, though. If you could... if Email in and go, you know, if someone was to... Sorry. Back up this train. If someone was to email me, yeah, or either personally, directly, at thechefwonder at gmail.com or generic live show at gmail.com which is the show email and say I'm not listening to your podcast anymore because I realized I don't know <laughs> I really don't know what this voice is <coughs> I realized that yeah we don't agree uh, but and if someone did that to me I would 
I would get offended, actually. I would. I would get offended, much like, like the cafe owner. I would, I would get offended. I mean, it's, it's hard. Like, to, to fathom the fact that in 2017 that people wouldn't like... Don't, that people like, don't like things for what they are, but they still read into them, whether, whether it be a cup of coffee... You know, you you look at a cup of coffee and you shouldn't see, you know, you shouldn't see gay in that coffee. Like, it's a coffee. A coffee... The coffee itself doesn't have a sexual orientation. Wow. Did I just get fed that line? Um, but... <laughs> I like that. I might use that a little later on. But... So... But that's true, though. Like, it's 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 very true. Like... Coffee and food at a cafe doesn't have that emotional attachment because it's a it's a it's an item. Yes, it was it was crafted by someone who may be gay or a part of the LGBTQ community. That that's a different aspect, and that is that person. And I completely don't agree with with. Homoph- uh, homophobic behavior. I don't agree with it, but I understand it, if that makes sense. Like, I understand where it comes from. I understand, you know... Uh, again, I don't agree with it, but I understand where it comes from and where it stems from and, and, and some of the concepts. That's fine, and if people want to have that conversation, by all means, I'm, I'm more than willing to have that conversation. I won't blow up in your face. And as long as you... As long as you don't blow up in my face first, because if you send me troll, troll emails and troll and troll clips, then that's that's a whole nother kettle of fish. Wow, I had something else for this. I just looked at the time. I, I had something else for this segment as well. But wow, I'm glad I gave this. I'm glad I gave this its full time. But apart from that, so as I was saying, good on this cafe owner for for spreading on a, on social media. Like I. I wouldn't know what to do. And like I said, and it's not I'm assuming at this this cafe. I don't I have never been to this cafe, which I'm half interested now. I'm just saying. I'm half interested in going to this cafe and, and, and seeing what it's like. But apart from that, it's why I have one question and I'll end on this. One question. Why are people st- still in 2017 still reading emotional attachment into objects? And again, don't don't hate me for the fact that yes, I'm calling a coffee or a podcast that someone produces or a show that someone anchors and, and hosts and provides entertainment for you. I understand that there's a love of labour, and I love doing this, and the cafe owner loves making coffee, I'm sure. I'm making that assumption. Otherwise, why would you be in the game if you didn't find a passion for it? But I understand that there is that emotional labour there, but why, why are people still reading it into that object? Laying it out on that object. Whew! Papa, don't preach much, right? Preach much, Dale? Wow. Why don't you get on... 
<laughs> Why don't you do fanfare next time? Why don't you... <laughs> wow, that was... That sounded preachy as all get out. July 2nd, 2017. And a term you heard a lot throughout the year was false news. False headlines. But this time, it hit a very, very personal note. And I don't think I can trust anyone ever again. I may not even be able to love again when I was delivered some false headlines of my own. Now, fake news is is a huge thing, that, a huge topic area that's probably going to come up at the end of the year because it's been bantered around so many times this year, but this is definitely taken it too far. Apparently, there was announcement of a nanny reboot. But I discovered today that it is fake news. I need clarification on this. Show at gmail.com. I don't care how you... I'll give out my phone number if people want to text me. And not that they really could because if you live in the States, it'll cost you a million bucks to, to text me. I just want to know if this is actually a thing. If there is a nanny reboot. Because the nanny is brilliant. It's fantastic. It came out the year I was born. I should tell you how old I am. I don't know why I'm doing this annoying thing, but it has to stop. The nanny is just life, man. You don't mess with na- the nanny, man. You don't do it. You just... It's like playing with fire. You don't play with fire, man. It just doesn't happen. See, it's like... There, there you go. That's all we have time for, folks. But the pre-recorded specials continue with the biggest stories of 2017 and the 2018 prediction show with me and CJ Boat from the Geek.io Podcast Network coming up in the next two weeks with live shows commencing again on the 28th of January, 2018. In the meantime, if you want to contact the show, you can at genericliveshow at gmail.com or hit us up on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash genericliveshow. Or you can watch the archives over at youtube.com slash generic live show. And you can help support the show by filling up your home with the best generic live show products out there by going to tinyurl.com slash generic store. Before we get out of here, we're going to play you some of the biggest WTF moments of 2017 for the generic live show. I've been Dale Campbell, and this has been the Generic Live Show's Greatest Hits of 2017. Australia, your numbers are in. Beep, 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 Technically, today would be Tuesday, so... Yeah, no, Wednesday. Wednesday. Tuesday's my Friday, and if... Monday was my Friday, I don't know. T-G-I-F! No, man. Ten minutes on the internet talk about, um... 
Yeah, lady things. Hey! I would play some music of her, but then I'm afraid that I'll have to kick up some uh, royalties for a bit of music, so instead of that, I'm gonna play this clip. Because every time. Irrelevant arguments about freedom, okay, mm -hmm. let's not do that. I, I am being held hostage by against my will, but, but no one wants to see me in bed. Wow, that is a very, very long way to go for a bad, bad joke. So, there you go. Jack Live Show, recorded in a, in front of a live studio audience. It's, it's a revolution. Hold on to your butts. <coughs> me, wow. Professional. Okay. Oh, hang on. Excuse me. Wow, okay, so. Uh, before I. Before I pass out from whatever I'm suffering with today, the show is produced. Executive producer is Dale. No, are we doing this? Are we really? Okay. The show is produced by Dale Campbell. Hosted by Dale Campbell. Consultants on the Generic Live Show, written and edited by. This American. This American Generic Live Show. This Australian generic live show. See, I've even revolted. It's, I've even got vomit swirling around my mouth right now. But when claims of health benefits company a toy such as a fidget spinner, don't believe the spin until it's actually been scientifically verified. Bruce Wiley, that is how you finish an article, sir. Why am I doing this routine? Why do I do half the stuff I do, by the way, YouTube? In the generic live show with Dale and sometimes friends. So Dale and sometimes friends show up. Oh, I was not the nanny. That's that's not. <laughs> and it's a different set of knobs, two dads, and things to twist and turn and move around. But hang on, don't take my word. I'm Australian, so my uh, my taste buds might be different. One laugh out of that joke. One. <laughs> Thank you, lady in the back. Not if I slap you with my right hand, and you really should let me win because this is what I order buffalo boys. You really let me win because my parents just died, and I don't have much on in my life at the moment, and I just cannot slap you with my right hand. Do you know, see how I slap you with this right hand? Hi, my name is Water Buffalo. Can I have a right hand?
This has been a Geekio Media Network production. Copyright 2017. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>